We're talking draft grades on Peacock and Williamson. Moving on to the AFC, starting in the East. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets. Some very different draft grades coming on today's program. Checking in post-draft on the AFC East right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Moving on to the AFC, Matt. And this is a fun division because every team is sort of in a different place rebuild-wise or in championship mode-wise. Every team has different philosophies, it feels like. And every team came out with just such wildly different draft classes for Mm -hmm. various reasons so i think this is going to be a fun one we'll start alphabetical here with those buffalo bills and they nearly pulled it off uh the buffalo bills traded or either up or down or had some pick involved with the trade with every single selection except for their third rounder so nearly nearly hit them all which is always a fun thing when it when a team doesn't draft a single time in their original spot but they did have the 25th pick in the third round that they held on to and that one was not moved around but uh, let's start at the top. Speaking of moving around, going up to get Florida cornerback Kyir Elam at pick 23. And this is a selection that I really like. I thought he was a player that deserved to go here, and I think it's a perfect fit in Buffalo. I love it. Nailed it. Get yourself uh, just a, a – he's just he, – he, he wasn't so much – Sexy and is ex- and exciting leading up to the draft. Nobody really wanted to talk about him, but he just hits everything. He's you know a smart, tough player. Had really good production at Florida. He's got length. He's got athleticism. He can play in zone. He can play in man. He's just a really solid prospect. It's like you, you feel really good and feel safe about Kyrie Elam. None of these prospects are ever safe, but he feels like one of them late in the first round. Yeah, I really looked at their needs as corner and then everything else like I would have been very critical if they didn't come out with at least a day two corner they did better than that traded up for the guy they wanted um and the reasoning is you know Levi Wallace went to Pittsburgh Tredavious White is expensive and coming off an injury but more important than that is they play nickel more than any team in the league I mean they live in nickel defense either with three safeties or three corners so it even puts more emphasis on their defensive backfield and I think Elam's a perfect guy to play opposite White for all the reasons you mentioned. Little too physical with penalties and whatnot, but that's not an uncommon problem for corners. You know, they get a little grabby, get a little physical, but they'll learn. You would always want to try to coach out aggressiveness than not have it to begin right, with. Right, right. And you just see how that season ended. Like, I came away from last season. You watch Kansas City versus Buffalo, and it's like – Wow, and let's go get a, let's cover let's cover these guys. Let's let's uh, you know everything is. How do we make our nickel packages better? You know how do we mm. how do we stop a team that's just rolling and on fire and get off the stinking football field? So pass rushers, cornerbacks, and we saw a lot of that in this draft up and down. Not just the Buffalo Bills, and it's interesting because Kansas City lost their best corner, and the Buffalo Bills added to the group in the first round. I didn't. The James Cook pick is interesting because. I always say that if you're going to draft a uh, a running back early, and it was you know very late second round, you know so nearly a third round pick, and you know once it's the third fourth round area, I'm, I'm pretty good with running backs depending on the value there. But you better be valuable in the passing game too. 
And James, James Cook almost goes too far the other way where I don't think he's going to be a big enough part of the offense. That, that he's he yeah. like, kind of like a, you're having fun with it. And, and he's not going to be an every down running back. But is he, I mean, does he have enough receiving skills to where they view that they think they got Alvin Kamara here? You know, I'm wondering how they feel about this pick because I see a very one-dimensional player and I, I, it's still a little too high for a running back, even though he can be dynamic in the passing game. So after the corner need, which I talked about, I felt like the Bills got a little cute or a little high on themselves and kind of reminded me like when the Chiefs took Edwards Alaire in the first round. With the and here's my reasoning behind it is man, we're the like the best team in the league, man. We don't need to deal with our infrastructure anymore. We already did that. We can get spare parts and cute little things like receiving backs and punters that are, you know, that are called the punt god. You know, we we don't have to worry about what brought us here because we're only one little thing from being, you know, a Super Bowl champion. And I just think teams get in trouble when they do those things, you know. Um, I really like Cook. I was told the Bills put a serious offer in to Carolina for McCaffrey. Then they pivoted and had McKissick, who's an outstanding receiver, under contract, and he backed out. So they've been looking for this guy, the receiving back. There's a plan here in place, and there's a new offensive coordinator. Maybe he has something to do with it. So clearly they're looking for the receiving back. But as much as I like Cook, I don't think he's going to be McCaffrey or Kamara. I think he's a better version of James White or McKissick, but he's probably somewhere in between. And to me, that comes back to, you know, are you so good that that's what you need with the 63rd pick? And are they trying to force something that they've not really utilized or just right, realize right, right, we right, need right. that in our offense now? Is Josh Allen going to be a guy that that wants to throw to his running back a lot, unless it's the the unless it's the play call, you know, mm-hmm. to get the ball to the running back in the passing game? And so, fantasy wise, it's a weird one because I think a lot of people are really excited about it because they think that James Cook is going to be more of an every down guy, and I just I don't see that, especially early in his career. He just lacks the power, and so you still have you know the Zach Moss Singletary thing, and it's just a committee that. Uh, you know, PPR leagues, if if Cook falls far enough, that's the player you'd probably want to have. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I think he's going to go too high. I think people see like, oh, this is the, this is the guy now because he's a second round running back. But I don't think he's going to take early carries away from those guys. I 100 percent agree. And he's going I have no problems with the player. I, I, every team would love to have James Cook. I think he's a oh, really yes. good NFL player. But like in dynasty rookie drafts, he's going very high, like eighth or ninth overall. And I keep warning people. I'm like, where are the touchdowns going to come from? He's not going to be the short yardage back. I mean, he might catch 50 balls and run for 500 yards, but Josh Allen's going to score the touchdowns. And and he doesn't have the physical profile of a great like third down protector either. So I no, wonder if no. he might even not be on third downs all the time, you know? So he's not as sturdy as Kamara. I mean, Kamara's rare. And Kamara was so good running inside the tackles, even though he wasn't very big, you know, finding the right, creases right. And, and playing bigger than he was. And James Cook doesn't play big. So, rare yeah. contact balance and yeah. lower body strength for Kamara. Like that's an unfair comparison. He's not going to be McCaffrey or Kamara. So to have that huge value, if you're drafting, you know, first round dynasty pick on James Cook, you're thinking that either he's going to be a bigger part of the running game on earlier downs, or he's going to get targeted so much that it's it's not going to matter. And I, I'm, I just don't see either one, especially early in his career. But we'll one thing it. I did want to throw out there is remember way back when, seems like a million years ago, we did my top five 
position ranks leading up to the draft. And I think he was my fourth or fifth running back. And I said he's kind of the uh, Stranger Things upside down version of Debo Samuel. Like yeah. if you look at him as a receiver first that can get carries in a Debo way, that's an interesting way to view him. But he's not as good as a receiver as Debo. Right. Yeah. 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 You know. And yeah, and it's almost like he's not a good enough pure runner to be the opposite of Debo because Debo's actually runs with more power than Cook does. And he's the yeah. three times bigger. <laughs> 20, right, 20, right, 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 right. So I don't know. Anyway, he's gonna push the power more, right? But good player and a fun player. Just feel just a little high, you know, his running back. I'm I'm not I'm not usually gonna give high grades to to highly drafted running backs. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the show, you know that about me. Uh Terrell Bernard Baylor inside linebacker in round three. Then checking in on day three picks for the Buffalo Bills, Khalil Shakir. Nice little value, round five. He could be Love a, that one. Um, you know, a slot player. And as could Cook, you know, they're trying to just diversify that passing game a little bit there in Buffalo. Uh, Matt Ariza, you mentioned there the punt god in round six. <laughs> and look, based on where some other punters went, I actually like this pick. That's where he was a third punter taken. That's where you start picking punters in the sixth round. These fourth round punters, get that the heck out of here. So I actually like this one. You get the punt god, and you didn't have to spend a fourth round pick like some other teams did on punters. Yeah, and frankly, their last couple guys I don't know a whole lot about. Benford, the DB from Villanova. Uh, Tanuda, the tackle for Virginia Tech. I was told that Balin Spector, the linebacker from Clemson's a real coach's dream uh, special teamer, probably is just real hard to cut. But Bernard, the third round pick, and I'm not going to kill anyone for taking a good punter in the sixth round. And the punt god to me were a little bit of that same we don't have any needs. We'll just take these fun little pieces. I mean, the Bills punt less than any team in the league. That doesn't mean he's not valuable. But Bernard is part of it's because he wasn't on all the lists, you know, so everyone thinks he's overdrafted, and we'll yeah. get to that with the Patriots, and we might just be wrong on that. But I mentioned they live in nickel. They have their two linebackers pretty set, and Bernard's a athletic, undersized, run-and-hit, bad-tackling linebacker like you know like that's fine but I I just don't know that's great and I think Shakir will be a better version of Cole Beasley for quite a while I like Shakir a lot and clearly special teams they went into the draft thinking we have to improve special teams I think Bernard can be a part of that on coverage units as well as he develops as a linebacker you mentioned Balin Specter, you know, similar guy, try hard guy, uh, right, and you right. know, a guy that's the 53rd man on the roster. And the special teams coach says, We got to take that guy out of camp Love and we got to right, take right. him with us, you know, that kind of thing. And Benford could probably be that the, the corner from Villanova as well. So, uh, overall, this draft is, you know, solid. I, I think they help themselves. I don't like the second round running back, but I love the first round pick. I don't have a problem with the punter in the sixth round. That's where you should start looking at, at mm-hmm. punters and special teams. And so they got better on special teams, they got better on defense. And they added a couple of interesting pass catchers to the mix. So, yeah, I think it's you know, a solid B draft for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it just doesn't have the usual nuts and bolts, D-lineman, O-lineman, big people. Totally agree. A couple of very different draft classes next, looking at the Miami Dolphins, who traded away a bunch of picks to get veteran players, and the New England Patriots that has been universally panned. We'll see how we feel about that Patriots class when you look at it as a whole. Next, but I want to let the folks out there know about Rock Auto first. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's pretty much impossible for your, your local chain store to stock all the parts you need. You find yourself in line 
talking to somebody, not really knowing what they're looking at on their screen that, that is selling you something for your car and not having the full inventory that someplace like Rock Auto can have. It's just not possible for them to have that type of inventory. And Rock Auto has an unbelievable selection. You will be blown away when you go to rockauto.com seeing the selection of parts for your car or truck. Anything you could possibly need, they have it at Rock Auto. Big parts, little parts. Even if you're not a huge do-it-yourselfer and you're not going to slide underneath your car and, you know, change big parts, you can go find wiper blades and, you know, tail lamps and new carpet for your interior and tons of things that you could do yourself for your vehicle and just keep that car on the road and maintain your vehicle at rockauto.com and not pay that 30%, 50%, even a double markup that you will find at some chain stores or your car dealership. So uh, make sure you let uh, Rock Auto know that Locked On sent you, right? Locked On in there. How did you hear us? Hear about us? box when you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com i want to thank everybody once again for making peacock and williamson your first listen every day here on the locked on podcast network now for your second listen check out all the other tons of great shows here that we have at locked on including locked on dynasty with matt williamson we are going to talk a little bit about matt williamson's dynasty rookie rankings coming up very soon on the show and once we finish these uh draft grades programs it's going to be a lot of fun to, to dive into those and uh the we're we're by the way make sure if you're not watching us on youtube right now make sure you subscribe to the locked on nfl youtube channel that's where you can find peacock and williamson on youtube every day plus you can get the locked on nfl show you got ross jackson and chris carter Tony Wiggins and the whole gang repping the entire league. There is no off season for real fans here. So make sure you're subscribed to the locked on NFL YouTube channel. The Miami dolphins, Matt, very small draft class here for Miami. They drafted four players, <laughs> two in the seventh round. <laughs> two of them were seventh rounders. Uh, it was a, their first pick was a comp pick. So they, they, they were just not involved in the first 100 picks of this draft. The 38th pick of the third round, they came in with Georgia linebacker Chanding Tyndall. So at that point, all of Georgia's linebackers were drafted by the third round. That's pretty amazing. And you can see why Georgia was Georgia. I mean, that that team is just unreal. This is, this is one of those unreal draft classes I've seen out of Georgia this year. Uh, they came back in the fourth round with uh, Eric Azu Kanma. I want to get that name right. Uh, Texas Tech wide receiver. 62209 uh looks the part a little 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 raw sort of a player Cameron Good out of Cal and other linebacker so clearly uh, that was the one thing they tried to address in the draft with those few of draft picks and then Skylar Thompson the quarterback in late in round 7 out of Kansas State uh, obviously you can't give Miami a very good draft grade here but you have to realize what else they got with it and when you talk about Tyreek Hill and <laughs> the Miami Dolphins social media team caused a little stir Yesterday, showing a highlight of Tua. First of all, Tua looking very thick, looking like a linebacker. I need to watch in, it, yeah. In OTAs. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was like, you know, classic social team stuff. It was like, um, you know, Tua rocket emoji to Cheetah Tyreek Hill, you know, and Tua drops back and he tries to throw this bomb. And, and it's one of those, you know, slow motion social team where they don't, you don't see the route. You don't see anything. You just see the ball in the air. And then you, it, it then it pans over to Tyree kill. Who's just kind of waiting on it. Like he's almost fielding a punt, you know, and it's like, 
like, you couldn't find a better throw than that, you know. And so it just it made him look kind of bad. It's like, man, was that the best throw from practice? And and Tyree Kill might regret his decision to choose Miami because very different arm talent there between oh yeah his two quarterbacks, but. Uh, he is a dynamic player and he can take the short passes the distance as well. So when you consider Tyreek as part of this draft class and what they were able to do, it's still not a high grade for me, but Miami's trying to compete. They they feel like they're ready now with their new regime. How close are they? I don't know. I, I think they're still not a contender, to be honest with you, and I still have some two doubts. Um, let's buzz through this class super quick. I mean, obviously it's a small one. Tyndall makes... You know, I'm a big believer that if you're fast at linebacker, you have a fast defense. If you're slow at linebacker, you have a slow defense. Well, they got faster on defense. I heard things like Tyndall will be their Josh Allen spy. That makes perfect sense. You know, they probably don't need him to start until a year from now. Some contracts open up, and I think he's a projected starter a year from now. Uh, The Texas Tech receiver, who I'm glad you said his name, I have butchered it every step of the way, is kind of interesting to me in that he is more – much more Devonte Parker than he is Waddle or Hill. So I still think they want that big bodied uh, possession jump ball type guy and, you know, physical still presence there. They haven't totally revamped what they look at at the position. I know nothing about Cameron good. I'm sure he's a special teamer, a 224 overall, but Skylar Thompson, I don't know how familiar you are or our listeners are with Matt Waldman, but Matt Waldman does an amazing job of, breaking down skill position players in his RSP, his rookie scouting portfolio. I subscribe to it every year. Matt's a good dude. He does amazing work. Raved, went crazy about Skylar Thompson, who doesn't have a lot of snaps, but Matt thinks he is an unbelievable diamond in the rough in the seventh round here. So just remember the name, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, when Skylar Thompson shows up and takes to his job in week nine. Right then you'll know you need to go buy the RSP from Matt Walden. Shout exactly. Matt. Been, been, yeah, been, been reading his stuff for a long time. And give us a little credit, too, for telling you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I did like Skylar Thompson when I saw him a little bit before the draft. And then when I was looking yeah. back, I was like, okay, he's a little something to him. Definitely a draftable player. So um, overall, though, you know, I don't know. Did they even get any starters? Does Channing Tindall ever win that starting job? Azukama. Right. I didn't even put that together. That was a great point by you that he's kind of refills that. Devonte Parker role for yeah the, yeah that's important catch the back shoulder ball type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have any criticism, which is really being ultra critical, considering they had two picks in the top two hundred and twenty three, could have drafted a center or a guard, you know. But oh well. Yep. And they did attack offensive line. They they attacked everything in free agency. This right, was a right, team right. that was like we were t- we're tired of being close. We want to go win this. We think we can make some noise in this division. We'll see if they can. So it's all about how how good their veteran players are. Do they get the right head coach and do they have the right quarterback in place? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I just you know whatever uh, C minus. I don't even know if I love the Tyreek fit there. Like the, the they gave up a lot. Give him a gave, I tend to think the Tyreek trade is not going to be as glorious as people think. Spoiler alert. I think a better grade than I'm going to give the new England Patriots. <laughs> we talked a little bit about this class before, you know, like immediately after the draft we had the winners and losers podcast. Right. The, you know what? Hold on. I, I'm going to I'm going to pause on this. Okay. Uh, I, I want to talk about bet online first before we get to this draft class. I think this is going to go long. Was, there's a there's a lot of picks to get to. And they, I didn't hate all of their picks. I will say that. 
Bet Online, our partners at Bet Online, continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find out all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights. Uh, you can find NFL futures at Bet Online. You can bet on the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. A lot of the, the players we're talking about, you can put some money on those guys being good with their particular NFL franchises. Not only professional sports, but you know, when things get into the playoffs, you can do live betting, live betting at Bet Online, which is always super fun. If you miss the, the start of the game or you're not sure and you're seeing how a game's going, live betting, esports, there's Vegas casino games as well at Bet Online. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends and all of the action at Bet Online where the game starts. So the New England Patriots draft, Matt, starts started with a bang and and that this was really fun i actually really loved the cole strange pick not not necessarily for value or anything sure this is what you hope you see on the first night of the draft you're tuning into the draft it's so much fun everybody puts so much work into it all these analysts chime in and then you get this huge curveball and thankfully you've got a team like the patriots who will give you a curveball now and again and cole strange out of chattanooga going with the 29th pick in the first round after the Pats had traded down. So clearly I think, and I think there's a couple teams like this. I think both the Packers and the Buccaneers were sitting there looking at, and and I think maybe even the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. I think they all probably thought one of those guards was going to fall to them. Yeah, and they, right. they all got out of there. They all traded out because those guards went earlier than expected. I think and, that is a key component to this, Zion yeah. and, and Kenyon Green. Right. And so the Patriots at, at moved down, and they're sitting there at 29. They're like, well, our best guy is Cole Strange, so we're going to turn in the card. And that's the way they do it. And, you know, famously, they only have 75 guys on their draft board every year. They clearly think that these are all do-your-job guys, or mm-hmm. they would have select them. And I actually really like Cole Strange because I think he's a starter. I think they got I themselves did. an NFL starter. He and might it, be Joe Thune, you know. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, Logan Mankins, right, a, a right, right. classic Patriots late first-round guard pick. So for that reason, I don't even this isn't their worst pick at all, even though this is the one everyone points to and said, what are you guys doing? Because I thought, OK, I said that because I have more criticisms, too. Right. Because I thought, OK, who's drunk in the Patriots draft room when they turned in their second round pick, which was Tyquan Thornton. And I know he blew up the combine. He's really fast, six to 100 and, you know, 80 whatever pounds. But he, he just he plays like the class. We, and we went over this around the combine time, Matt. Remember, we had the episode where we went through all the fastest combine times in the last 20 years, mm-hmm. they're almost all bad players. <laughs> that's, that's true. Right, right, right. They're all you spreaders. Run right. four twos, it's not good for your outlook in the NFL. There was Especially like receiver, Bailey right. and Chris Johnson, and everyone else was, was awful, like yeah. really bad players that didn't have careers, that, you know, maybe a couple special teams gunners on the list. And, and maybe Taekwondo Thornton can do that. And Bill Belichick loves him some special teams. So maybe there's an element of that to it. But I didn't see a player that I thought was ever going to be a starting caliber player. And if you're drafting a second round running back or a second round wide receiver and a fairly high pick too, this is, you know, early mid first or early mid second round player in Taekwon Thornton. He's clearly fast. He's clearly tall, but I just, I, I just didn't see it. And I, I didn't see a guy who's going to be mossing people at, you know, when you think it's someone who's four, two and, and, and six, two, I think he can make some plays down the field. He's okay in that regard, but I didn't see a player, and I just think he just gets lost in an already very mediocre wide receiver group for the Patriots. So this is my least favorite pick by far. Way worse than the Cole Strange pick because Cole Strange is going to be a starter in the league. Right, Michael right. Thornton is not, in my opinion. Yeah, and I looked at Thornton like 
Boy, I, I'd like him in the fourth round. He's really fast. He's tough for a speedster. I think he's going to be a nice compliment three, four receiver on a good team. Wish he was a patriot or a, a chief. And one theme here is I've always thought the Patriots were one of the slowest teams in the league. Well, they addressed their speed problems to some degree, but in the meantime, they got smaller too. They picked little fast guys, you know, uh, Pierre Strong, Marcus Jones. So that's a theme here as well. And you've referenced this a few times, and not to put words in your mouth, but you kind of mentioned Pickens as this draft's Metcalf, you know, and Pickens, um, Sky Moore, and Pierce all went after Thornton. I think he's this year's Andy Isabella. Right. Or um, he, he might have more of a career than Isabella. Probably. So, so maybe uh, like Miko Hardman was another one of those names. Right. In, right. right. Good one. Second round, the, the like, speed guy. And you think you're going to get more because he's fast and he just kind of doesn't develop. And, and sometimes that stride that you need to be that fast is what hinders you as a route runner. And that's what I see. Mm-hmm. Before. And I don't see some crazy ball skills down the field. And, and maybe there's more to develop there, but it, it just felt so high to pick Taekwon Thornton. So really scratching my head at this point and what the Patriots are doing. But then they come back and have a really nice selection. Love Marcus Jones. Super you know, quick. What, what I meant by that with the Metcalf Isabella thing is just three, four years from now, we're going to be like, yes. what were they thinking with those three on the board that they decided Thornton over them? You know, right? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. we're going to go back and if and look the and the the Steelers are so good at drafting wide receivers. We're going to look at Pickens and say, um, man, how did who had a higher pick, grade on Thornton? Go ahead and pick. You know, how did yeah. Thornton? How did Mechie? How did Wandale right. Robinson? How did these guys go in front of George Pickens? Yep. I love the Marcus Jones pick too. Far and away my favorite pick they made. Yes, absolutely. And he he he's really undersized. It's, uh, maybe they'll try him on the outside, but he's a nickel I corner all day. It. Late third round, I think it's fine value. Really fun player to watch. If it, if he was bigger, he wouldn't even have been available there. So elite you know, uh, returner, elite. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah return yeah. man. So special teams. You know, a theme here with those with those Bill Belichick drafts. Then you come back on day three with Jack Jones, Arizona like State corner, felt high. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., who I love, uh, more speed. Again, th- that was clearly something that sure. uh, multiple 4-3 and a 4-2 guy here so far in the draft for, for Bill Belichick. Uh, Pierre Strong, though, is a player that it still felt a little high in the fourth round, even though I was okay with it and as a player I liked. But, you know, I thought he would be there more fifth, sixth round type of a guy out of South Dakota State. You know, speedy running back, though. And then it's like, come on, Bailey Zappi in the fourth round? I thought he was a seventh round quarterback. You just yeah. drafted a quarterback last year. So you're spending a your your team, your Patriots roster is so good that you're drafting a long term backup quarterback in the fourth round. I I just don't see the overall strategy here on, on what the Patriots were doing. And even though there's a couple picks I actually liked, just horrible value almost all the way down the board, aside from maybe one pick. And then Kevin Harris, South Carolina running back. So second running back, clearly they're trying to to add to that position group, a very different running back, 5'10", 220, bowling ball-shaped running back out of South Carolina. Sam Roberts, Northwest Missouri State defensive tackle, who is uh, more of a sort of a five-technique, 6'5", 290 build. LSU guard Chasen Hines in the sixth round, and then the seventh round, Andrew uh, Stuber, Michigan guard. So back-to-back guards at the end of the class as well. Overall, this is an F grade for me. It's a terrible draft class for how many picks they had, what they could have done. And who knows? I mean, Cole Strange might've been there in the second round for them. They draft a better player in round one, and then you push everybody down around. And at least that would make me feel a lot better about this class. 
Yeah, and same same with me. And, and the more I've thought about the strange pick, the less critical I am of it. But the rest of the draft, to your point, I'm more critical of. And again, small, um, fast, and, you know, you leave this draft with two running backs and a backup quarterback. Like, that, you know, the Thornton stuff we talked up, the Jones, Jack Jones, I thought was too early. And then you follow that up with two running backs after taking Ramondre Stevenson last year, who looks like a keeper, and a backup quarterback. And I know during the Brady era, they drafted Jimmy and Castle and, you know, some of the guys that didn't hit. And they're believers of keep replenishing that. And I probably had a better grade on Zappy than a fourth round pick. Great. But you don't, you're not in that position anymore. You're not, you don't have Brady to cover all your problems and you're not the best team anymore to use three picks in a row on two running backs and a backup quarterback to me was nuts. And I liked strong. Yeah. And I, and I like strong too. And that was, that was one of their better picks and I didn't even like it all that much. So, right. Right. um, Anyway. Yeah. So, with what they were given to so many draft picks, so much to work with and no problems trading down in the first round either, you know, but do you I think do they you, have Houston's third round pick next year too, which is noteworthy. And maybe instead of an Fair F enough. say D minus, like did, they got two starters. If you consider Marcus Jones, if he jumps right into the nickel right away, yeah. he could be a starter. And, and I think Cole strange is starting, you know, center guard, probably guard, but they're not a starting left tackle or edge pass rusher. I mean, they got a starting guard and nickel corner. Yeah. 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 So, not a great draft class in my No, opinion. I don't like and, it much at all. Um, and I, I don't, did they get better? Like, you don't look at the Patriots and go, oh, man, okay, Patriots got better. Right. Like, this next team, everyone's going to say they got better. Yeah, you lost a guard, and you overdrafted a guard to replace him. You lost a corner. You gave Shaq Mason away. <laughs> yeah, and you added a nickel. But, you're like, is he gonna, is, is Marcus Jones going to play outside at 5'8", 175? I don't think. So, anyway, um, Bill Belichick. What are you doing? Getting senile over there in his later year. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, who's last year? Okay. Yes. A very different draft class here for the New York Jets. And everyone's given them an A. And I, I think you kind of have to give them an A just because they had so many high picks. And it fell great for them. And they maneuvered the draft. And uh, another team that that every pick was involved except for one with the trade, which is that, that fourth overall pick they earned there. Uh, but the 10th came from Seattle. Uh, finishing up that that um, Jamal Adams trade, Ahmad Gardner, love the pick, fourth overall. Garrett Wilson, I think he was the right selection at number ten of the wide receivers, especially seeing how the wide receiver yeah. run went right there. Um, Jermaine Johnson, defensive end out of Florida State, they moved back up to get him. Saw him up close and personal at the Senior Bowl. Then Brees Hall, if you're going to draft a second round running back, make sure you get the best running back in the class, and make sure you've already drafted three other starters. So that makes me feel better even about Brees Hall. And in a way, I felt better about the Kenneth Walker pick uh, by the Seahawks with those second-round running backs than even some of the third-round running backs we saw and, and better than the Buffalo Bills taking James Cook where they did because at least they got a, a really good like every down back versus some other backs that are just like, oh, uh, what are you getting? A, you're getting a, you know, a committee back in the third round. I would rather take a star running back in the second round than a committee back in the third round, even though I, I, I wouldn't necessarily grade a second-round running back high. Mm-hmm. After the Brees Hall pick, and look, four starters, you know, right? Uh, then you go Jeremy Ruckert, a tight end, sort of an underrated tight end in the 
third round out of Ohio State. Max Mitchell, I like him as a developmental offensive tackle out of Louisiana, Raging Cajun in the fourth. And their final pick was another developmental player, Michael Clemens, high upside defensive end in the fourth round. So I, I love every pick. Great draft. Good job, Joe Douglas. Yeah, 100%. And he had more cards in his hand than just about any team, so you better hit on those guys. But I love that all their picks came in the fourth round or earlier. None of them are throwaway picks. If I were grading players, actually putting grades on players, Amar Gardner would have got my best grade in this entire class. They got him at four. I like Garrett Wilson more than Drake London, who went right ahead of him. Um, everyone's raving about the Jermaine Johnson pick. And at 26, I like it quite a bit. But I do think it's pretty clear that draft Twitter liked Jermaine Johnson more than the NFL did. You know, pass rushers wouldn't have fallen 18 picks farther than we all expected if there wasn't right. some concern. So he's not a, a home run that some people make it out to be. But boy, I, do bet that, yeah. I bet that the Jets had a higher grade than 26 on him. Sure. But I think league consensus was probably more in the 20s where a lot of people were throwing him at, to the Jets at pick 10 in their mock drafts. I heard that Seattle, I think they picked nine, and the Jets at 10 both loved the guy, but they were really the only two teams that were super high on him. And so, like, for Vegas odds, as soon as he got past those guys, it was going to hit 50 over, you know what I mean? But not that he's a bad player. And put him opposite Lawson could be really, really good in this in this offense, in this defense, and throw Michael Clemens in there as well. We know that this defense is predicated on high upside type pass rushers. I don't have a problem with Hall at all. You know, I thought you'd have more of a problem with it, to be honest with you, because Traded up for a running back to 36. A lot of people thought Houston was going to take him. But I also think that, not that there's an exception to the running back draft rule, but if you can get an every down guy that also catches passes, which Hall does and is a factor in the passing game, for a quarterback that needs every bit of help he possibly can, I think that pushes me more towards adding a running back either with free agency money or if it's going to make my quarterback's life a lot easier, I'm all for it. You know, even if it means an overpay on a talented running back, Ruckert was one of my favorite tight ends, even though they, he comes in at third on the depth chart, they signed his Oma and they, they have guys there, but I think he has a chance to be a really good all around player, much better pro than college player. And Max Mitchell can't be forgotten either. I mean, a lot of people thought they might go tackle early. I think Mitchell, at a minimum, will be a swing tackle in this league, which probably means when it's all said and done over his career, he'll start a lot, a lot of games and get you through. And, you know, the Makai Becton thing is still a little foggy. It You nailed it with the Brees Hall stuff, too. And it's the reason it's an A, not an A-plus draft for me here with mm -hmm. the New York Jets, because it's still a you know, pretty high pick with a, with a, a very high second-round running back that you traded up for. It's a lot of resources for a running back. And I just don't think sure. running backs add that many wins to your football team. But when you look at the other stuff that goes along with the pick, first of all, that you are um, that you already made three draft picks and you drafted three starters first. Because that's where I'd have a problem is if, you know, you, and they're all premium was a running back that you're trading up for, you know, so you're not held. To yeah. your football team. And but, you didn't draft guards and safeties. You drafted corner receiver edge. So right. now you can take a less. You know, yes. Yeah, so position. that right. allows them to to do something that can make their offense more dynamic. He has value in the passing game, which is key. Um, and he helps your young quarterback. I think those are all very important. And it, if you help your quarterback by drafting a player, it makes that player more valuable automatically than if you just look at the pick of a running back at 37 or wherever it was in a vacuum. Right, 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 right. 
So, yeah, I mean, if it makes Zach Wilson's life on game day a lot easier, cool. Yeah, and now just now they just have to not give him a huge second contract if he becomes a star running back in that wide zone running game, which I think he could. He could, and, and he's going to be very fantasy viable. He's the dynasty rookie pick number one. Number one, I was going to ask, like far yeah. and away, one far and away dynasty leagues. Okay, yeah, Drake London's generally two, but uh, there's a lot of controversy with after number one. And I want to add a little bit of an extra wrinkle to this. I think both the Jets and the 49ers came away better for not doing some Debo trade. I think this makes the Jets better long term than if they would have given up a couple of these picks for Debo Samuel. I like them better now as long as Wilson is good, and I think he is going to be good. Yeah, you're talking about Garrett, not Zach. Uh, who knows about Zach? Yes, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Zach. But Zach has all the – and look. No more excuses. Yep, no more excuses. You've got a ton of talent around you. You're three-plus deep at wide receiver with, with high-level NFL players. Um, you're you got three you know, tight ends now, two running yeah. backs. You know, right. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's not calling the plays, but we know that offense works in the NFL. The defense is going to give you the ball back more often. You've got a running game. Uh, this is a vote of confidence for Makai Becton, right? Mm -hmm. That they didn't draft a, a tackle until the fourth yeah. round. They so, got a great pair of guards. Yes. So yeah, right. they added to the offensive line as well and even overpaid, but that's okay because you're trying to help your young quarterback. So right. no excuses there. And we see NFL quarterbacks. This is the this is the year that take that the biggest step is between year one and two. And usually they jump up again in year between year two and three. But we've got to see that from Zach Wilson and, uh, and they'll know a lot more about him now. Yeah. And this is what you do. You know, I mean, uh, and Miami did this to some degree. It's why you sign Armstead and trade for Tyreek is we're going to make your life as a young quarterback as easy as possible because we know it's really hard and you're not a transcendent player at this stage of your career, nor do we expect you to be. Sink or swim, young fella. And if you sink, we'll go get somebody else. Yep, go get somebody else. But this looks like, on paper, the best Jets team we've seen all time. Long yep. time, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Moving on to the AFC North draft grades tomorrow. And for your second listen, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. With yeah. Williamson. Uh, I'm doing Locked On 49ers every day. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, no matter the sport. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. AFC North Draft Grades, Peacock and Williamson.